0: Say hello to Floyd Little and Jim Brown. Sean Tucker in the orange record books with his fifth touchdown of the game.
1: All across CNY. Kick the
0: tires and light
1: the fires, Big Daddy. It's the 3-1-5. Hardy
0: faking, feeds the great He scores! The He scores! Woo!
1: Here's Brian Higgins.
0: So, uh, what's happening, people? Uh, yeah. Welcome in. How are we all doing on this fine uh, Monday Monday afternoon in the queues? Uh, should, should we clear the awkward air immediately? Or should we just let it hang out there for, like, uh, the next eternity? Maybe just let it hang for, for a little bit. Glad to have you all in on this uh, Monday, Monday afternoon. Mike McAllister coming our way just past 5 o'clock today. Portal. Yes, no, who's in it, who's not, recruiting, all that good stuff, Adrian Autry. We'll get to that with Mike coming up at uh, 5 o'clock, but yes, uh, nothing at all to see here, people, just keep it moving, nothing to see, nothing unusual has happened in the last 24 hours, everything is fine, everything is fine, nothing at all has gone awry uh, in these areas, but uh, yeah, Some, uh, some stuff did happen. Uh, for those that have missed the stuff, impressive, really. I, I don't know what uh, what y'all been up to for the last uh, 24 hours, but if you've missed what's going on uh, in uh, in our hallways, then uh, you know you're out and about in your car wherever you are. Uh, yes, uh, sad news. Uh, define the news however you wish, but uh, Brenex uh, no longer with the company. Um, I am I am still here. So that, that's where out are at on that. However you feel like that, you're entitled to feel however you want to uh, feel about that. And you're entitled to call in and say whatever you want to say about that. The phone number remains the same at 315-437-7644. Uh, so uh, the, our current programming model will be, as such, Orange Nation will be on the airwaves at noon, and I will be in here at uh, 4 o'clock. And uh, Brent is no longer here. If you'd like to know why, you can uh, trot your way over to uh, Syracuse.com, the... Owner of our company, Ed Levine, has stated quite clearly what his thoughts are <laughs> on uh, on the matter. So, uh, if you'd like to know that, it, it is there. Un- understand everybody's feelings about uh, Brent. Understandable. We all like uh, Brent the guy, but uh, decisions are made, and uh, that they are. So uh, that that's where we're at here today on this money. I don't know if there's much more to uh, to say about it uh, than that. Uh, there's plenty of sports that we can talk today. We'll get into the tournament and uh, brackets, wherever I put my bracket, and uh, Syracuse and the uh, transfer portal and the pleasantly quiet transfer portal thus far as it's uh, come to the Orange and uh, the tournament to come and whatever the week has in uh, front of us. But uh, here we are at uh, 4 o'clock in, uh, on a Monday getting ready to start the week. And, yeah, I'd, I'd say we all had our systems a little bit, uh, a little bit rattled uh yesterday afternoon. And uh that that's just uh that's just how it is. What's this now? Breaking news in uh I'm here we are. I am required to tell you it's four oh three. Jim Bayheim is a great man. All right, back to our regularly scheduled uh programming. Yeah, for anyone that's actually worried about stuff like that, I God, God bless you. But I, I will say as Brent said, and it it the path cuts in a lot of different ways. Like we are allowed to come in here and essentially say whatever the heck we want to say, as long as we're not swearing our butts off on uh, live radio. But uh, this is a privately owned radio company, and the owner is also allowed to have a say on those things, which uh, delivers us to now, and and that's where we're at. Uh, that's where we're at right now. Don't don't wish on anybody to uh, lose their job or anything like that. But that that is uh, kind of where we uh, where we arrive at uh, here today. So you know, sad news, but. We all we all must move on and uh, tread forward. We still have uh, programming for you. Nothing will change. We will be uh, with you here in later on in the afternoons than we have been uh, the last six months or so, from uh, two to four. Will the show change at all? That uh, clearly, from what Brent does, you know, he did his thing. I did my thing. Orange Nation does their thing. Like we all have our own styles, our own way about uh, doing things, and that's great. And I will just be transporting my way of doing things from two o'clock in the afternoon uh, to four o'clock uh, in the afternoon. So, for, hopefully, hopefully, like, I'm in it with all of you. Like, was the basketball team good this year? No. Did, um, did the station shut off? Okay. I think we're good. I think uh, we're good. The station uh, did not shut off. But, yeah, we're we're all allowed to speak our mind. And uh, we're all allowed to talk about Syracuse. Syracuse basketball, Syracuse football, whatever we want to talk about. And we will continue as such. Uh, we will continue as, as such. So uh, welcome in to the show today. Welcome in. All right. The state. Yeah. The station is still on. Okay. Good news. Good Just got to, got to make sure. Got to make sure early on. I know what you're all thinking. Like got to, got to praise everybody. Nothing but roses and sunshine. And and happiness, but yeah, there's there's a lot to critique and there's a lot to to celebrate about Syracuse, and we will do it all in this time slot. And uh, looking forward to it. you know, it's a short week this week. We've got Westwood One tournament coverage coming up later this week on Wednesday, or pardon me, on Thursday and Friday. We actually have it tomorrow and uh, Wednesday as well in the first four, but uh, during the full breadth of the day on Thursday and Friday. So uh, no shows for us on Thursday. And Friday, so we'll cram it in, cram in our tournament previews here early in the week. Uh, look forward to uh, tomorrow uh, being joined by Julian Edlow from DraftKings. We can get into you know what kind of bets you want to make for the tournament, what they've got going on uh, to get ready for March Madness this year. And uh, Andrew Catalan of uh, CBS Sports and a Syracuse grad in his own right will join us on the program uh, tomorrow as well. He is going to be in the Columbus uh, region where I do believe Purdue is residing as the top seed. So we'll talk to uh, Andrew uh, tomorrow on the show, efforting some more similar type guests uh, for Wednesday to get us into a, a good uh, tournament mode and get us ready for it. Get us ready for the bracket. Because, you know, this even though Syracuse is not in, we're still all going to, you know, turn on the TVs on uh, Thursday and Friday and watch the games, pick the brackets. You're going to get in the pools. We're going to do the whole thing. We'll, we'll get into that uh, over the course of the day. but. Today's news, and I did not predict that last week. I I said with more certainty than I guess was correct on Friday that by the time we were talking again on Monday, which is right now, that we would have Syracuse basketball players, at least one, setting aside John Bolajak to talk about, that have gone into the portal. And no. That's a no, no Syracuse basketball players setting aside John Bolger. I don't even know if John's actually officially in the portal, but haven't seen the name Chris Bell, haven't seen the name Benny Williams, haven't seen anybody's name in the portal. And this is going to be an interesting watch, and we'll be interested to talk to Mike McAllister coming up just past 5. He's got his finger on the pulse of, of things like this. What is the Red Autry effect going to be, both long term in recruiting, and you know, anyone that was on social media or whatnot over the weekend and following any Syracuse types, he was out there uh, recruiting uh, him and uh, G Mack. We're, you know, we're out there. I assume Alan Griffin was uh, as well, but they were out at events and watching uh, recruits. They were at Elijah Moore, he's the verbal commit for uh, not next year, but the year after. They were watching his game, like they were out there already. So, I'll be interested to see what Mike thinks about okay, what is the red archery effect on that now when it comes to players of the future? And what is the uh, red effect on next year's roster? Because I assumed the way this season went, the way that four game losing streak went, the way the year of especially Benny Williams and Chris Bell went, that like the second the season ended, the portal would be active. And that has not happened. And that speaks volumes. Again, you're not required to put your name in today, but if you are 100% certain in your plan of action, you put your name in day one and you get out ahead of it. You go get yourself a spot at another school. And that, that has not happened yet. So that is interesting. The one name that Syracuse fans have radared in on, who is in the portal, and this is indeed very interesting, is Baldwinville's own J.J. Starling. Mike Bray out, J.J. Out as well from Notre Dame. Highly regarded recruit. We know the Orange were heavy after him coming out of high school. He was, a, from what I understand, Red's responsibility as a recruiter. So that will be interesting. I know some sites are already tabbing him as for sure he's coming to Syracuse. Yeah, Let's reel it in just a bit. He certainly might want to come back home, but what a great get that, that would be. We haven't heard Judy Mintz say anything about, all right, I'm out for the draft. We haven't heard anything yet about Joe Girard nor Jesse Edwards, so it's uh it's interesting, uh, right now, because if you if you look at the full breadth of it, and if you take a majority of last year's roster and toss J.J. Starling and maybe another transfer on top of it, all of a sudden you're saying, huh? How about that? When it looked like uh, two weeks ago we were going to have mass exodus. Blow it up, start over. So this is going to be really interesting to watch out for here in the uh, the coming uh, days and weeks of how the portal unfolds, how Red is able to avail avail himself of it, and what an early test this is as a head coach of Syracuse. I I mentioned this last week. It usually okay, you get the job. Now you got a lot to do. You know, you got to go recruit, you got to fill out your staff, you got to do this, you got to do that. But it, it has been uber accelerated in the world of the transfer portal. And uh, especially for Red here this year because he's got the jump on almost every new coach. Like most coaches, or it's just starting to happen now, like haven't even been fired yet if there's going to be openings or it's just happened. Like nobody else has been hired yet. Like nobody else is out there making moves already, out there recruiting, out there uh, getting ready for the next season. So Red's got to jump on that. It'll be interesting to see how he takes uh, advantage of that and takes advantage of Uh, the chance to re-recruit his own roster. So we'll keep our eye on the portal. But again, uh, no uh, news that anybody yet is officially out. You know, setting aside John Bull, who eh, we'll set him aside. But we're talking about the starting types, the Benny types, Chris Bell, Judah, Justin Taylor, Blake Brown, any of those guys. Samir Torrance, Cordier Copeland. I thought we'd see at least one name today. I thought it was almost uh, a certainty. That we would see at least one name today, and we've not. Which, for now, anyway, is good news for the arms. The other news uh, for Syracuse uh, over the weekend, out on the basketball front. You know, I'm I'm all for two on my Friday predictions. My Friday predictions, were there would be a player in the transfer portal today, and that Jim Beheim was 100 percent going to the lacrosse game on Saturday. All for two. Jim was uh, Jim was at the Pistons uh, Pacers game over the weekend. Buddy uh, a DMP, but was there? O'Shea Brissett had a nice game. There were some pictures out there on uh, the Graham uh, from that game. But man, lacrosse is, uh, lacrosse is struggling in a big way right now. Lost their fourth in a row and they just can't buy one against uh, the top echelon uh, teams. Losing to Hopkins over the weekend. Gary Gate now in uh, a year and a half has fallen to 1-13 in 13 in games against ranked teams. Which also means he's played an incredibly hard schedule over that time. John Desco, by the way, Uh, 13-14 and in his last 27 games uh, against ranked teams. But uh, what a moment it was on Saturday, above all, to see uh, Mike Powell out there on the field getting his number 22 retired. Still my all-time personal favorite Syracuse athlete that I've seen in person and watched live. Just uh, electric. Great player. And uh, for him to get his due, I personally would have done it. I would have put all three pals in together. That's me. I would have put both gates in together, you know, looking alike and all. But uh, a great moment and the way Mike spoke so glowingly about his teammates, about um, the fans, about uh, the whole thing. Mike's a different cat, man. He obviously is a phenomenal athlete and a phenomenal lacrosse player, but he was always marching to the beat of his own drum. He was often playing the own drum that he was marching to the beat of. I mean, that's how uh, off the path Mike was uh, from everyone else. Like Casey and Orion kind of fit the the mold of just the, you know, the lax rat uh, still do of uh, this is like the, this is what they have going on. This is the only thing they got going on. And now the team needs to get back to it because it is uh, looking again, like it will be back to back seasons now, with no playoffs uh, for Syracuse men's lacrosse unless something drastic turns around here in these next uh, few weeks. Just cannot beat the best teams in the country. Much better than last year, uh, for sure. But not the greatest start to the Gate era, unfortunately, in winning uh, these games, winning the games uh, that matter, winning these games that uh, check the box, uh, winning the games with players like Mikey Powell in memorable ways like only Mike was able to deliver amazing some of the highlights that were uh, tossed out there over the weekend of his great time his great efforts the flip the goals the championship games the uh, the whole thing but just a great a great moment to see whenever you get a, a great like mike and he is on the short list I, said it on, I think I said it on a tweet on Saturday. Like, very short is the list of anyone that's been a better lacrosse player in history uh, than Mike Powell. And my own personal thoughts are uh, since he has stopped no, none since his college career have been better. And maybe a toss into Gary Gate and maybe a very, very short list of others historically that can equal up to it. But nobody has combined the, I don't know what the right word is, the joy, the spirit of uh, lacrosse, the artistry of lacrosse with the talent that he had like Mike. Nobody in history has had the full package of, of both of those things uh, to put it together uh, like that. So uh, really cool to see uh, to see uh, Mike Powell's uh, jersey getting up there, and we'll certainly be getting it uh, down the line where we get Ryan and Casey's numbers up there as well. And, you know, it just kind of ties the whole thing together. It got me thinking today. You're thinking lacrosse. You're thinking basketball. Thinking the way it ended for Jim Beheim last week. A guy that grew up in Central New York. A guy that went to Syracuse, played at Syracuse, became the assistant coach at Syracuse, took over that program and in many ways, at least at points, brought it to the same, if not higher heights than it had ever been to before. Then he watching the lacrosse game on Saturday and seeing, you know, John Wildhack said on Friday there'll be a great honoring for Jim Beheim at some point going forward, and I'm sure there will, and it will be well-deserved. Well, Well, if I told you there's a a guy that grew up in central New York that played his sport at Syracuse, that graduated and immediately joined the coaching staff, that raised the program to a higher level, that took over as head coach later on in life, and then kept on winning, started his career with the best winning percentage in history, by talking about Jim Beheim, or by talking about John Desco, Jim Beheim or John Desco, I'm talking. I can say that same sentence for both of them. So I'd say everything, all the honoring we do for Jim, and it will be deserved. Coming up, whatever is done, let's not forget about the other guy. Let's not forget about the other guy, that guy that <clears throat> uh, retired a couple of years ago. Let's not forget about that guy that won five national championships as a head coach, that was the head coach of guys like Mike Powell, that was a Syracuse lifer, that is a Syracuse lifer. Let's not forget about all sides of those things because a guy like that, I get it, basketball's a bigger stage. Jim was here for longer, but John was here his whole life too. Let's not forget about uh, guys like that. Let's not forget about uh, guys like that on uh, an exciting weekend to see uh, Mike Powell's name uh, going up to the rafters in uh, Syracuse history. But uh, coming up on the show, phone lines will be open when we come back at 315-437-7644. We'll delve into the uh, brackets, maybe hear a little bit from uh, some ESPN types on their thoughts on the brackets going forward. Mike McAllister will join us just past 5 o'clock. The portal open, yes, no, in, out, who, where, what, why? ESPN 97.7 and 100.1.
1: Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315.
0: Here's Brian Higgins. All right, rolling along here on this uh, Monday on the show. Now we're doing a show. we got callers here, potentially angry callers. That's how we do it. Bring the anger, people. Here we are. Uh, here we are on the show on this Monday. Whatever you want to talk about, let's uh, let's go to the phone. I feel it's fitting before we go to the phone lights for the first time today that the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme is playing, because that means just anything could be about to happen on our radio. Dave in the Cues is with us. Dave, hello. How are you?
2: Um not too good. How are you guys doing today?
0: Well, um, I, I guess that depends on how you're doing. So what's on your mind?
2: Uh, I just want to say I am a little bit disappointed with the firing of Brent Axe. Um, he was a very good DJ, and, yeah, he may have been negative, but everybody's entitled to their own opinion, and I don't think his firing was called for I mean they could have done it more properly they they could have given like a warning pulled him in called the guy on a Sunday on his day off I mean bring him in I mean give him like a warning if he really I mean we're all frustrated fans the last two years we've missed out on the tournament I mean we're yeah we're all going to have negativity against this team I mean give him a break I mean it was wrong for him to be let go in my opinion
0: alright Dave thanks for the call do appreciate it and you know what I, hey we get it I, I get it like, uh, plenty of people are going to have that opinion, and that is fine. That is fine. Give the show a chance if you'd like. Like, we're still going to be here. We're still going to be talking uh, Q Sports with you. We're still going to be uh, talking, and I promise I'm not uh, being. Uh... What's that now? Jim Bayheim, great human. Man, that chip keeps malfunctioning in my brain at this point. I promise you, people, we're still going to be talking Syracuse Sports. My opinion different than Brent's opinion, different than Pauly's opinion, different than Steve's opinion. I'll give mine. I promise you that. I do promise you that. But let's uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, a friend of all those shows, Stephen North Syracuse is with us. Steve, hello.
3: Yeah, I've been a friend since I retired in two thousand nine. Started listening to sports radio during the day, and my two favorite shows for all those years were uh, uh, Bud and the Man-Child and "On the Block." And now Ed's kicked both of them off your airways. So he's not my favorite guy, but I understand he owns the place and he's a boss, and he can put on whatever he wants. I will say that um, uh, I've never uh, thought for a moment that either you or Steve or Paulie was anything other than your true opinions or that you were being told what to say and what not to say, and uh, so I'll continue uh, listening. Uh, I've I've enjoyed your show a lot because you have not only very intelligent takes, you see both sides of things, and you also have a good sense of humor, so uh, you're you're a fine replacement. Um, I I was interested in the statement in the article that uh, – Jim Beheim uh, apparently has uh, quite a future with the station. That he's he's uh, been contracted to uh, make contributions over the next year, and it says uh, we'll do all the things Coach Beheim has been doing in the past, plus some really cool new things. Uh, alert the media that James Arthur Beheim is threatening to become part of the media. Do we know any details on that? Uh, I
0: I do not know, Steve, specifics other than uh, yes, I think he's going to be involved and doing uh, more than uh, zero things uh, going forward. Uh, you know, we, we've got to come up with the exciting new things first, Steve. So we're, we're only on day one here. So we'll, we'll work on – do you got any ideas? What, what do you want Jim to do? If you got something you want him to do, maybe we could pitch it.
3: Well, I can't see him doing a daily show, but a weekly show would be pretty good. And I'm always interested in his opinions. I don't think he's going to be too critical of Red Autry, but uh, everything else I think he kind of shoots from the hip, and uh, that would be fun to listen to.
0: All right. I, 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 Steve, I promise you this. We will pass that along up the line and uh, see where it goes. You know, these are things we got to figure out. Uh, we'll, we'll figure them out in due time, but uh, thanks as always for the call, Steve.
3: I'll keep listening. Thank
0: you. All right. So one listener saved. We've got Steve in North Syracuse on our side. And if we've got Steve, we feel good about uh, life going forward. Let's uh, let's get back to the phone lines. Another loyal listener of uh, all of our shows is uh, Dro in Clay. Drew, hello. How are you?
1: What's up, brother? Happy Monday.
0: And happy Monday to you. All right. So
1: listen, um, first thing I want to say, a couple things. Um, You talked about the transfer portal. No guys have left yet, right? Remember earlier on your show? Yep. You talked about, like, okay, that's a good sign. Why is that a good sign? And I hate saying this. It's because the guy who built Syracuse basketball and put us on the map, Jim Beheim. Look, I've been a big Beheim fan my whole life. Everyone knows I am. It was time. It was time. We'll miss him, but it was time. I'm glad Aiden Archie, I think, is one of the best point guards in the the play for Syracuse um is to do a fantastic job here, and I think you're gonna see recruiting take go to a different level. What I mean by that is Adrian Object's out on the field right now too. With all that said, I'm, I'm you know, very happy with the direction the program's going. But here's the reality. Brent X was right. I called Brent one day on a show and said, You know what? I, I, I applaud you for going outside the box and actually challenging Jim on some of these things here. And not budding him. I think you're talking for the fans. I don't want to go out on a rampage here, but you know what? Ed Levine should be embarrassed of what, how this transpired. What, Jim got his feelings hurt? I'm sorry. This was unacceptable that he got fired. And I'm going to tell you another thing. Because of Jim leaving is why we might get J.J. Sterling and some other recruits now. Because if Jim was here, I can guarantee you nine out of the 12 players will be in a transfer portal today. That's all I'm going to tell you. But I'm not mad at you, Brian. It's not your fault. But you know, Eddie. You know, you might want to not put Brett Ax anymore on your any of your more promo commercials as he was on there. Other than that, look, let's move on. I got my piece there. Okay. I, what do you think, though? What do you think, though? Do you think? Let me ask you a realist question: Can we get JJ Starling if both Judah and Joe stay?
0: Um, that, that's that's a question. It's a serious question. No, it's a it's a legit question, Joe. And I I don't know, like. It'll be very interesting to see how that that plays out. Because obviously, like, if you somehow on all three of them, like, the team's a lot better, right? <laughs> like, that's a pretty... The simple...
1: team's a lot better. Le- the, 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 here's, the, here's the question to ask, then, and it's no disrespect to Joe, because I know Joe takes a lot of slack from people. And I'm not at all to mock out Joe. I think Joe offers a lot to the table. Maybe he's not the best defender, but you maybe look at Joe and have that conversation and go back to the 2012 team with Dion coming off the bench in mm-hmm. school and Brandon, where all those three guards played about 30 minutes a game. So your conversation with Joe, your minutes are going to go down, you're still going to play, but your minutes are going to get cut down. I think that's because you're not going to turn the talent, J.J., if he wants to come back here. And so it's going to be very interesting how that works out. I know there's already talks out that by him him already coming here. I mean, until I hear it from Brian Higgins, I'm not going to believe anything. (laughs)
0: Well, that's why I'm going to ask McAllister. I I need to ask somebody that might actually know, Joe. So like, I'd say this. Like, you look at his talent. Obviously, Syracuse wanted him real bad a year ago, and they ended up with Uh Judah. Like, if you could get them both, and you could do that, and they could all play, you know, 25, 30 minutes a game. Like, that's pretty good stuff. That's pretty right. good stuff. The fa- and the fact that Judah and Joe, at least today, are still here, well, that means it's possible. Well, I don't think Joe's going anywhere, to be
1: honest with you. I think Joe's staying. I think we all know he's staying. Um, I don't think Judah was going to go pro. I do, But I do find it very interesting. The transfer portal has not opened up with any of these players yet. Now, could it open up in the next couple of days? Absolutely. But you said it best. You said... If, and I'm paraphrasing here, if you want to transfer out, you already know you want to transfer. You get your name out there and get get ahead of the game Mm -hmm. and start talking to school. So no one's out there yet besides John Ball. So we'll see what happens here. But I think if Audrey can retain a lot of this roster, that's a huge plus because the talent's there. Remember, two years ago, we lost Quincy, Kadari and Braswell. All those three came back last year. We would have made the tournament last year. Come on.
0: Yeah, and I'll say this
1: we, and we need to get back. You know what? The tournament's in Albany, and New York, this year. We should had a stake at that. We wouldn't. Even, I do not even know the tournament's in New York this year, and that's not good for fans. So we, archie got to get this thing turned around and get the NCAA tournament site back and reach with us. And we need to be talking next March at this time about what, what, who we're playing in the NCAA tournament, not this looking at next season stuff. So hopefully better days ahead, and I think they're
0: going to be heading that way. All right, Joe, I agree with you, and uh, thanks as always uh, for the call. Look yeah. at the bracket real quick; like nobody actually can go Albany to MSG this year. The Albany uh, brackets all feed elsewhere, but that would be that would be a real good time if you could go uh, Albany uh, to MSG. And we'll see. I think it's it, here's the main thing I've learned today about Syracuse players and the transfer portal: that nobody absolutely hates being at Syracuse. Full stop. Like, if you just didn't want to be at Syracuse University playing for the Syracuse basketball team anymore, setting aside who the coaches, setting aside who your teammates are, you would be in the portal already. So nobody hates being here, period. Now, could there still be reasons to go and you want to see what's happening with the roster and this, that, and the other thing? Yeah, sure. But I think it's a great sign that nobody's just like, man, I got to get out of here. All right, back to the phone lines. Pat, what's up, Pat?
2: You know, I was on hold at 444, and, and that seems to be like a
0: Syracuse time to be on hold, I guess. that is a, That reminds me, Pat, if you're hurting a car call William Atar at 444-4444, you, uh, you, you reminded Nailed me it. to get the ads in. So, uh, yes, thank you for that.
2: Nailed it. Yeah, um, look, I, I, I just want to say one thing about the um, ceremony, and then I want to move on and touch on some of the topics that, that are relevant this week. Just to just to wrap a pretty bow around everything else, and then I, I'm kind of like Drew. Definitely turn the page. Uh, first of all, a couple positives that I pulled out of this: um, Autry really seems, um, just from listening to former players that were there and uh, that you know chimed in on Instagram, like Tyler Lydon. Um, Autry is like a hidden gem in terms of his fire and his and his competitive nature. I wouldn't have known that. Um, I used to go to practice a lot and it's been a lot harder to go at the Mellow Center, I mean, you could be at Wegmans with Mike Hopkins and know he's a competitor because the guy, when he shakes your hand, he's going to break it off. I mean, the guy's just intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Autry obviously isn't that intense, but, it, but it's good to know that he has that. So that's a huge positive for, for me. Wasn't so sure about that uh, moving into this uh, change, but that's something that, you know, when, when four or five different players are all saying the exact same thing, you've you got to take that as gospel. So that's huge. Two, two more things. Um, in terms of what Jim said, that after the four-game losing streak, he, he, it, you know, he made it sound like he proactively realized it was time. That is baloney, okay? There is no chance that that's how it went down. In my opinion, that's when he was told You had all the nonsense for weeks and weeks and weeks about talking trash about other um, schools in the conference, about talking you know, just back, you know, backtrack central, uh, you know, about really all, all the stuff about the NIL, um, you know, talking stupid stuff about the fans and, you know, people who call, uh, don't go to games, and you're, you're not a real fan unless you're a season ticket holder. And, you know, we, we, we've already beat all that to dead horse. There is no way somebody who, who's going to draw all those narratives is going to just have, have an epiphany. He was told by the powers that be, all right, Jim, enough is enough. I mean, anybody who wants to have a different take than that, I, I would be all ears to be convinced because I would love to know that that, that actually isn't the case. Um, the other piece of good news that, that I've drawn out of this is that um, Jim was on board with uh, Autry because I thought that would have been strange if uh, Jim wanted G- uh, Jerry and you know, others in the university wanted Autry. It sounds to me that everybody was on board with red. So let's get behind red. I'm super pumped. Um, watching the selection show last night was, was awful. Um, it's, it's a feeling that I just can't stand. Um, look, if we proved one thing in the last few weeks as a fan base, we are, we're strong. I mean, we're strong locally, nationally. Um, you look at people within the industry, Brian, as you know, you know how many people are spread across the college basketball industry from Syracuse and sports in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we need to be top four in the ACC. We absolutely need to be top four in the ACC. We need to have a higher standard. Jim lowered the bar. And I I, I think the fan base, I I don't like to speak for the fan base because everybody's different, but I will say from a lot of the people that I hear, what we're frustrated with is that basically – We saw the bar get lowered, and it was justified. And I'm not going to point fingers at any one individual, but in in general, your radio station justified it. And, and, you know, they they were not critical of it. And that's a shame because you guys have a great program. You guys have great shows, Brian. I got your back 120%, and uh, I wish you nothing but luck. And I'll leave you on
0: that, Brian. All right, Pat, appreciate it. If I got Pat in my corner, what could go wrong? We got we got Pat here on the the show today. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot goes into it. Like Reds' competitiveness, it's different than Jim's or, or Jerry's or certainly Hopkins. Like, I mean, Hopkins is a wild man out there. Uh, congrats to Mike. Not fired. Uh, getting another year at uh, Washington. So they opted not to buy him out for the six mil. We'll get another go at it at uh, UW uh, this year. But, yeah, you know, it was it probably time? And I, I think what may be telling, like, if Red is able to keep this team together after we all assumed, perhaps erroneously or not, that they were all gone, if, like, Red is able to keep a majority of this team together for next year, all right, that's going to answer a lot of questions, uh, at least initially, like, if he was the right guy or not. Well, he's got to go coach a game and win some games and the, all that. But, yeah, I think uh, here we are. This is uh, Day 5 AB after Boeheim, that, uh At least Red Autry in Day 5 AB does not appear to have set a foot wrong. Yeah, so that's good. Good stuff for him. All right, one final call uh, before break. Uh, we'll go to our friend Stefan in Utica. Stefan, hello. Hello, Brian. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Now, uh,
2: winters in Central New York will not be the same to me without Coach Beheim. Ever since I've been alive, Syracuse basketball has been known as Coach Beheim's team. And and I'm going to miss that here in Central New York and knowing Syracuse basketball as Coach Beheim's team.
0: I think, Stefan, that is going to be the weirdest part about the first game next year. It's like when they walk out of the court and it's Red. Like, we all know Red. He's been around for 11 years. Like, we all know him. We all like him. It's going to be really, really weird, Stefan. And thanks, as always, for the call. When the season starts next year and he's not there. Like, all right, the season's over this year. Okay, he's not there, whatever. But uh, come October for an exhibition game or November when the season starts uh, for real, it's going to be really weird. (laughs) It's going to be really weird when it starts at Jim Beheim. It is not there, but we'll we'll see. At least so far, five days of Red Artery, nothing has gone horribly wrong yet. So there we are. With that, we uh, take a break. Come back after this on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.